That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June. Good afternoon, y'all. Uh, today was a, uh, a fun little podcast I did with my friend, Mr. Blake John. Today was a little bit of a, uh, a hangout and a, a bullshit podcast. Um, Blake John works in software, uh, and he's in Baltimore. So please welcome my friend, Mr. Blake John. All right, What's cool. up there? Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. So, okay, twenty-four. Would you say twenty? What twenty-four percent in like seven days or fourteen days? Yeah, shit crashed twenty-four percent in nine days. Nine I think twenty-six percent actually. But Over twenty percent in nine days. Regardless, that's horrible. I mean, that's horrible, but also like compared to its other corrections, that's not that much because when it went from like twenty thousand back down to seven thousand or even five thousand. Yeah, but that was that was back then. I think as of now, it's generally regarded as like a less volatile security uh-huh. compared to like its early days. So like compared to four years ago. So so now what do you think? Obviously, you don't know, but do you see it going below like, say, 30K at this point or not? No. Um, I mean, at this point, it's at 49. So I think it's definitely possible. Oh, my God. Did you just hear that fart? Yeah, bro. That was, come on. Shut up. You heard it? Yeah, I heard it. Went, er. <laughs> Be better, bro. Be better. <laughs> that was a tremendous fart, dude. That was fucking unacceptable. <clears throat> so tell me what you know about crypto. I want to know. Because obviously you text information and stuff. But um, I know you've done a lot more research than I have. What? Why why is crypto the future? Um, and what exactly is crypto? And also, how are there so many different blockchains and different um, different types of crypto? Well, I'm just going to preface okay. the answer to my question or the answer to that question is I don't know shit. Okay. Just, but I mean, nobody knows nobody knows shit about anything, but we all have ideas. It's been it's been evolving. So like. Crypto in general is supposed to just be this big idea around being decentralized, um, being able to, I mean, initially, I think a big selling point was like anonymity and just not having like the middleman or like big brother, the government interfering in your transactions and like your financial independence, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and now it's kind of, as you see more institutions getting involved, it's becoming uh, a little bit more different than you know what we initially were introduced to the concept as so i mean i think now bitcoin for example is no longer regarded as like a means of transaction or like a way to replace the dollar but just a store of value so now it went from being sold as a dollar replacement to this gold replacement interesting um, and then as far as like things like ethereum there's like decentralized finance which is a whole different sector of crypto 
which is kind of like unrelated to Bitcoin, which most people are familiar. And I think that DeFi is essentially just revolutionizing the capabilities of, I guess, like individuals and just smaller people. So like now instead of a bank lending out money and making, you know, profits off of interest, like the average person can do that just by holding cash in their wallet. So like they're building applications to allow people to kind of be like mini banks or have like the same tools and assets as mini banks. Interesting. (coughs) So a lot of other things are just kind of like a lot of other coins are just like, okay, we can do this faster, more efficient, less, uh, less gas fees, more, I guess, environmentally efficient. And then the last thing that I'm kind of aware of is XRP or Ripple, which is supposed to essentially work hand in hand with the current state of like fiat currency, as opposed to like replacing it. Like, you know, we thought that crypto would. And so I don't, you've probably heard about like the China, the digital yuan. Uh-huh. Um, so like Ripple's biggest use case is that it's going to facilitate uh, cross-border payments. So like, being able to change digital yuan into like digital euro that's coming or the digital US dollar that's coming is Ripple's biggest selling point. So I would say I would bank on something that allows the current state of fiat currency and like the future of currency to coexist, which is Ripple. I would bank on that being like one of the biggest, the biggest winners. What, what is considered um, digital currency? Like, so we have like, credit cards and we have we put cash into our bank account and then we use our credit cards and the credit card companies pull that cash from our bank accounts mm-hmm. isn't that i mean i'm i'm not very familiar with the subject but isn't that somewhat like a digital currency that's what everybody says but <clears throat> and like they think like apple pay is also um is also falls under that category but those things are like pegged to like the u.s dollar uh-huh. whereas like currencies can be they can be coded almost. It's like like the digital yuan in China can be coded to have an expiration date. It could also be tracked. It could also, you know, like you can't track where are you as it is right now, you can you can't track, you know, where a US dollar goes. If I tip you for giving me a ride or something, you know, they can't tax that transaction, they can't monitor it. They don't even know it occurred. Uh-huh. So I guess like in a small or in a in a very high level view, I guess digital currency is money that can be coded. So like if they can force you to spend it in certain areas or they can first, they can force you to spend it at certain times and no dollars can go unchecked, untracked. So is that what you're saying is happening in China? They're uh, currently tracking all money? Um, as far as the people that are participating using it, yeah. Because right now I think they still have like the regular you want, like the digital you want is like being integrated uh, yeah integrated and just kind of encouraged i don't know if it's been like forced on people yet but i think that's what that's what cryptocurrency is going to be so you think the future is crypto <clears throat> the future is a currency that is digital uh which is what lines of code essentially yeah and um <clears throat> all of our transactions eventually will be tracked and we will have certain um, currency and certain amount 
uh, of money that can only be spent in certain things, like you were saying earlier, um, not on the, 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 the meet, this little Zoom meeting, but you were saying like certain money you will be, uh, will be allotted to you to spend on groceries and certain money will be used to be spent uh, on leisure, et cetera. Yeah, so like, I think a big use case would be like, let's say that the Fed or the, uh, yeah, let's just say like the Fed notices that like the housing market is slowing down, for example. With digital currency, you can essentially like program your money to be more useful. Or you can just say like, look, this amount of money that you're getting can only be used towards housing. Just to like incentivize people to go spend in that exact, in that specific sector and not allow the recession to hit. So like with digital currency, you can almost, you can almost like mitigate the swings of an economy. Interesting. But wouldn't that... Wouldn't that somewhat take away the idea um, or go against the idea of a free market? Definitely. I mean, but I would say that we've kind of, the U.S. has been, uh, how do I say this? I guess they've been kind of leaving, leaving like the old, their old ways of, uh, thinking like we're not a truly we're not a hundred percent capitalistic society as we once were or like as we strive to be or that our reputation is kind of based on you know yeah. we're like for example if you look at tech that's starting to that's starting to turn into a monopoly and it's kind of being allowed and i don't know if they're going to bust it up or not but that's something that doesn't uh doesn't abide by like the capitalistic rules that we've grown to grown to know yeah, but isn't monopoly, isn't the idea of monopoly capitalistic in nature, like <clears throat> allowing any companies to come and, and grow as they please? And if a, if a company turns into a monopoly, then so be it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's ultra capitalism, but I don't think the U.S. has ever been supportive of that. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think they've always tried their best bust up, bust up certain things. But then I don't know. It's 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 interesting because certain things need to be monopolistic or like oligopoly because otherwise it would be inefficient. Like the postal service, yeah, you can't have so many competitors or else it's just going to be a mess. So uh, olig- oligopoly is where a few companies, a few big names, control the market. Is that correct? Exactly. So pretty much like all the uh, <clears throat> like the cell phone companies. There's only three now. There used to be four, but T-Mobile and Sprint merged. And then you have like the Cricket Wireless and the Metro PCS, but those are built on top of, you know, AT&T, Verizon and Sprint's towers. So, or T-Mobile's yeah. tower. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just those three companies continue to profit. Yeah, I think, um, I think certain oligopolies are necessary, such as like power companies, electricity, because if you have so many competitors, I'm assuming their overhead costs are so high that they wouldn't be able to operate if they're only supplying power to one neighborhood or. Exactly. <clears throat> kind of need those people. Like you kind of need the oligopolies for certain, certain people to exist and certain people to like start up their own day. Yeah. Hold on. There's a spider that just went on my laptop. What? A big one? Nah, it's small. I don't kill them out here. I just let them be. Unless they're like a brown recluse. Uh, 
Then I stomp those motherfuckers into the dirt. How can you tell it's brown recluse? Uh, brown recluses are really small. Um, they're brown, and they have like this violin-looking marking on the back of their on their backs or the back the, of their head. What color is that violin marking? Uh, it's darker, so the, it's a uh, the color of a brown recluse is like a light brown, and then the rest of the marking is like a very uh, dark brown. <clears throat> so, so what is the application of um, cryptocurrencies or blockchain currently being used in business? Like, I, I'm confused. How are businesses currently uh, using blockchain? Um, again, I don't know shit, but uh, I would say that blockchain is being applied to businesses in order to just make things move quicker with and with more security. So I think the blockchain is a lot harder to hack. Um, how, how does blockchain work? Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but. That's okay. Um, I don't know. That's a good question for Braxton, honestly. Braxton knows way more about that stuff than I do. Um, <laughs> Bro, you're the crypto, you're crypto Blake. <clears throat> oh, I'm, I'm just the guy that told you guys there's a movement happening. And I don't know what, I don't know much about it, but I just had the conviction to put some money in it. Yeah. Oh, they want to listen to your boy. Now your boy's a trillionaire. For real. <laughs> Hell yeah. <sighs> just kidding, y'all. I'm not. <clears throat> okay, so can you give me just, I don't know, just give me what you understand about the application of blockchain in current uh, software. Um, well, I mean, I could talk about like NFTs, for example. So like, People are always just like, oh, these basketball cards are like these these artworks. Like, why can't I just screenshot the NFT and just have it on my phone too? And I think people fail to realize, like they fail to realize the intrin like the intrinsic value of just like being able to flex that you have something that nobody else has and being able to prove that it's real with like, you know, a digital ID or whatever it is minted by the blockchain. Um and it's something that we're not really going to be able to like fathom until it actually happened. But I mean, for example, like followers on Instagram, there's no like real, there's no real value in that. Or like the blue check mark, like it's, it's fake, you know, or just like buying, buying a, a gun skin on a Fortnite. Like why the hell would you pay for that? And it's just, it, there's a value in being able to show your community. Like, look what I got. Yeah. And so I think tying that back in your blockchain question is if you buy a piece of artwork that anybody can screenshot or you buy a blockchain album that anybody can, you know, easily record and duplicate, they still won't be able to have that proof of authenticity that the blockchain provides. Because the blockchain, I think what the blockchain is, is like a way to communicate like transactions to the entire internet, like at one time and so like if you sell something to me through the blockchain it's gonna have the id of like where it's coming from so they're gonna know it's from your wallet they're gonna know it's going to my wallet they're gonna know what time it did and there's gonna be a history of every single person that's you know had that thing that you sold to me yeah and so like it's let's say <clears throat> on the blockchain the minute you sell that to me, the whole world has a record that like Blake 
bought this thing from Julian and now it belongs to Blake, like instantaneously. And that can't be duplicated. That can't be like, as of right now, nobody can hack that and be like, actually, Julian sold it to me. Whereas like right now you have transactions at your bank that can like, you can get double charge. Um, you know, you can, you can have money that, uh, I guess my blockchain does that too. But I mean, just being able to be double charged, that's something that the blockchain doesn't allow. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah, what, what is the blockchain? Do you, do you understand or you just know of the blockchain as a, um, a chain of record? But like, how, how does the blockchain work? Is it like code that is then added to, there's like more code added to the end of that code? Yeah, I just know it as like a chain of record. I don't really know it as anything beyond that, but it's pretty much a bunch of confirmations that are, that are recognized by like computers all over the world at the same time. And so there can never be any confusion like, one transaction is one transaction. It's going to go to one person. It's never going to be duplicated. It's never going to be, there's never going to be a mistake of where it came from or who it's going to. Uh-huh. Um, actually, there is that, uh, can you still see me? No, I see your picture, but go ahead. I can hear you. So I want to go, I want to pull up that post that I sent you and Braxton the other day. Pull it up. <clears throat> so kind of long but the guy was like people need to remember that crypto is revolutionary but not for the best reason we're essentially profiting off of the technology that would drive society into a total state of surveillance and digitalized tracking we're going to profit but at what cost um and then central bank digital currencies which is something that's already taken place in china and that uh the european union as well as the united states is going to get involved in um So this guy's saying that with central bank digital currencies, no transaction escapes the blockchain. There's no more cash in hands transactions for little jobs like someone mowing your lawn or washing your car. So you can't send any small sums innocently. Everything's going to be taxable and traceable. Um, Yeah, and it's going to, he just pretty much says this is going to be the greatest wealth shift of our time, but it's more like the rich are just going to continue to get richer at the top because tax revenue is about to spike exponentially. Uh, let's see. Yeah, everything's going to be tokenized. So like a COVID passport, for example, you can't, you can't, uh, I don't know if you, are you familiar with like some countries implementing the COVID passport? New York. Has that has that gone through? I've heard I've heard it has. Maybe I'm wrong, but you should Google that on your phone real quick. Yeah. So I mean, COVID passports, for example, it's like you're not going to be able to fake it, like the way you can fake like a fake ID or something like that. Ah, uh, dude, you could definitely fake. Actually, no. Well, dude, if they if they implement blockchain, oh, with the, I see. That's the thing. If it's going to be like a piece of paper, then yeah, for sure. But if it's going to be a COVID passport on your phone. They're going to be able to, the blockchain is going to be able to like tie your identity to that COVID passport. Yeah. I think the future is just kind of like erasing the, erasing the, 
the ability of anonymity, the ability to be anonymous. Wow, man, that's that's very very interesting. Um, but okay, okay. So when we first had Bitcoin, <clears throat> um, as far as I know, Bitcoin was first used on like um, some of its first applications. As far as I know, to my knowledge, were used for like buying uh, drugs on the deep web, and like um, you remember Silk Road? Yep. So like my cousin, not my cousin, uh, my brother's friend, bought some drugs um, off of the Silk Road and got some drugs from Russia, mm-hmm. and he paid in Bitcoin. Yep. Um. So that's that's as far as I know, some of its first application, but there was anonymity in that so was there never really anonymity in it and that he thought that there was anonymity there's never anonymity because like bitcoin wasn't mainstream or there was anonymity because bitcoin wasn't mainstream but now there's so many applications just being built on top of it so like wallet addresses was it braxton that was telling us that you're able to like let's say you get oh no it was actually my buddy brett let's say you're able to get um like you fall for one of those crypto scams, right? Where somebody's like, oh, send this to my wallet and I'll send a couple, I'll send you back more. They'll be able to like track where the wallet is or who that belongs to. <laughs> you, have first act, you have first-hand experience or what? <laughs> yeah. The crypto world is the wild, wild west, bro. And when someone like Elon Musk tweets it, <laughs> right, let me send him $100 and see what happens. Oh. Uh. I mean, look, this fool's pumping this joke of Dogecoin. It's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Elon Musk actually had a Bitcoin giveaway. So I was just like, you know, let me try a hundred bucks. Lo and behold, your boy got scams. <laughs> but now, now that like institutions are becoming involved in Bitcoin and, you know, things like Coinbase are going public, I think that is becoming more and more integrated into like mainstream society where, you're not going to even have the benefits of that anonymity because like a wallet is a wallet. Uh-huh. But a wallet ex- exists. <clears throat> but essentially, and it's all on the internet. And like, it's... Sorry, go. No, I cut you off. Go ahead. I was just going to say that it's... it's every All the transactions are on that ledger. And so like, every computer that's involved with blockchain and involved in like confirming those transactions and like the proof of work or whatnot are going to know exactly like they're going to be able to confirm that transaction. And so I think eventually as this becomes more and more adopted, you're going to know like where every wallet exists. Okay. So when it comes to the wallets, that wallet is tied to you, but is it tied to your name and your last name or is it just like a serial number or a set of digits I mean, it is a serial number, but I got my serial number from Coinbase, who made me sign up with my email, my password. Okay. So hypothetically speaking, let's say in the future, um, I, you and you and me transact, right? So you send me money and then um, I say, I. I don't know how to put it like, um. Let's say you send me money. I say, uh, you never sent me money. And then you go to the cops and you say, yeah, I did. Let's look at the blockchain. Uh, the authorities look at the blockchain. They're going to see that money went from 
your wallet to somebody else's wallet. Yep. To know that that is my wallet, would they have to then go to Coinbase and say, hey, it Blake's money went from this wallet to this wallet. We need to see who is the owner of this wallet. Um, I'm not entirely sure how it would work. Let me see. <clears throat> because I feel like Coinbase can then just say, we want to keep blockchain or we want to keep Bitcoin anonymous. We aren't going to give out our users information. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to your COVID passport, because I forgot to Google that. Hawaii is actually doing it um, for like island to island travel. So like in interstate. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. No, it's the only one that I've seen that's uh, that's announced it. Governor Noam banned it. What governor is he? South Dakota's governor. All right, let Texas, me see. Texas banned it as well. Yeah, it's tight. I mean, <clears throat> and Florida too. Ultra Republican states. Yeah, I think it's important. Speaking. Speaking of governors, did you hear that? Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is going to run for governor of California. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I really hope. I really hope that uh, it. I don't know what. Um, to call he or she. You said it. you. You better get canceled, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he or she wins. I don't know, man. I just feel like that's it. California is just gone for now. But but also we've had people, people been like, saying California has been gone forever. Yeah, that's true. But also we had guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger win. So I don't know if he was ever into politics before running. I mean, he's more of just a figurehead actor, just like Trump. Even Ronald Reagan, before he was the governor of California, I think he was an actor. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've had we've had Hollywood. Yeah, become governors and presidents um but yeah i mean i don't know that'll be interesting to see what happens i don't know if i think the proper way to address somebody like uh caitlin jenner is they they got it i think that's the politically correct way dude when i see instagram profiles i've seen some instagram profiles of like females or males and in their in their bio they put he, she, or, or he, or sorry, he, him, she, her, or something. I'm just like, oh boy. That's just the new way. That's the, <sighs> you don't want to be, guess. you don't want to get caught off guard calling somebody something that they're not. Yeah. But this is the thing though. I understand. I understand that part, but it's also like, if somebody does call you something, you can't be upset about it. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not it's not their fault that um, they're not sure or that you decided to switch. Um, what would you call it? Switch. Genders. Yeah, genders. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the reason. So, like, if you do see... 
if they are introduced to you or like you do see their profile before you address them, then it's like at that point you have to respect it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you're meeting sense. somebody in the street for the first time, then yeah. yeah. And I, I agree with you. It's like, all right, sorry, I assume, but I had, just, to, I had to take my best guess. It's human nature. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So NFTs, they stand for non-fungible tokens, right? Yep. So my understanding of an N- NFT is like, <clears throat> so this is what I use as, as an example. Like the first pair of Levi jeans ever made. Mm-hmm. You can have the first pair of Levi jeans ever made mm-hmm. and they would be worth uh, a large sum of money because it was the first iteration of a product that millions of people have and became a worldwide known company, uh, Levi's. So my understanding is we have digital products and digital um, spaces such as Twitter, Facebook, but Mm -hmm. we don't have the first iteration of their website recorded and is not or was not seen as valuable like the first iteration of the Levi's gene. So essentially an NFT is uh, a digital screenshot or, or yeah, maybe that's what it is. A digital screenshot of say uh, Twitter's first tweet. What's that guy's name? Jack, what Dorsey? Yeah. So like he took a screenshot essentially of his first tweet ever and sold it as an NFT, right? For millions of dollars. Yeah. I don't know. If, yeah. Was it millions? It was some crazy it. money. <clears throat> so that's essentially what it is. Is that correct? You're saying, what do you mean? Like, so like the first Levi's jeans you would sell yeah. and they'd be worth millions of dollars. Just like a screenshot of the first tweet ever is worth millions of dollars. Well, no, the first Levi's jeans is going to be like a physical item, like a a collectible i know so what i'm saying is because it's the first ever it's a collectible so if we take the digital version of something like that Mm -hmm. of not something like levi's in particular but something digital like the first tweet ever like the first tweet ever yeah well see the thing is like anybody can own the first tweet ever because i think at the end of the day it's just a screenshot but what an nft is is literally being able to code authenticity Mm -hmm. so like when you have a car you know that that's that's your car because of the VIN number. There's no other car in the world that has that VIN number. Mm-hmm. Even though you can, I mean, a VIN number is not something that's like digitally coded, you know, somebody mm-hmm. can just, you know, they can completely, like I'm sure the FBI has made fake VINs before or like the CIA. Mm-hmm. But with, with blockchain, <clears throat> you can't, you can't have like a duplicate VIN number. So like, like with that tweet, there's, there's some kind of code or some kind of like serial number on that that shows that it belongs to one person. Yeah. Like coded within that serial number is like the ownership. And once that person decides to transfer it, it'll show who else owns it next. I see. So that's like, yeah, that's where the value is in, in the scarcity and the, uh, I guess, like the uniqueness of NFTs. Gotcha. Yeah very interesting it's very it's very scary to me how we are moving so quickly into a digital world but we don't <clears throat> like we're, we're moving so quickly into the digital world without 
I mean, maybe we do realize it, but I don't, I think most people don't realize how fragile the digital world is. Yeah. I so mean, like, it's moving faster than we can adjust to it. And it's kind of always been that way. I think that, you know, like the iPhone's only been around since 2007. So what is that, like 14 years? I don't think we know like the long lasting effects of like what scrolling through social media does to your brain or like, yeah, I don't know. You, those things definitely affect your mood. Like, whenever you take a break from social media or like, you know, whenever you have a day that you spend less time on your phone, you, you do feel a little different. So I feel like that science is yet to catch up. And that's just one example of like technology that we haven't understood the, the consequences of. Speaking of, of iPhones, do you know the best way to clean the mics of iPhones? Like the, uh, the little bottom speakers, you know, the little bottom speakers. Yeah. You can just get a paper clip and dig in it. That's what they did at the Apple store for me. Okay. Yeah, um, I and I just, clean I was just looking up just ways to uh, track crypto. And there's this uh, article in the journal of accountancy that says Are- five ways accountants can track cryptocurrency. Uh-huh. And essentially there's just like a bunch of data in all the transactions. So like the date, the time, the wallets. And so, you know, they can get like warrants and shit to go to like Coinbase or go to any one of these uh, exchanges and Mm. get as much information. And so it's pretty much just like, it's not like it's obvious. Like it's not like your name is on it, but like there's clues that will allow somebody to, uh, to know like where and when. Interesting. So it almost sounds like um, exchanges and exchanges for crypto will become almost like the new banks. Yeah. But I think banks are going to be smart enough to like move quickly and have their own cryptocurrency uh, offerings. I see. Are you looking this up on your phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. You, you should have your laptop right there and just Google things on your laptop. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's, it needs to be charged, so I just couldn't. <clears throat> oh, you don't leave it charging? Damn, maybe I shouldn't do that because I always leave my laptop on charge. Yeah, I think it messes with the battery. That's what I've heard, but I've also heard that the newer batteries actually have automatic shutoffs. So once they're fully charged, they stop taking a charge and only take a charge as necessary. Dude, my iPhone knows what time I like wake up every day and use it every day. And so like, I leave it charged overnight. And it leaves it on 80% charged until like an hour before I wake up. And then it, it charges the next 20%. So yeah, I'm sure laptops have been doing that. That's very fascinating. But like I was saying, moving into the digital world, it's interesting because we're moving so quickly without realizing the fragility of the digital world. And like things like um, one seven day storm here in Texas literally shut down like this huge area of texas where like people's power was going out and such mm-hmm. all we need is one solar flare or one huge storm to wipe out the grid for a while and well, so much information is going to be gone the thing about that is like you would need the entire world to just get obliterated because like at the yeah, end of the day all this digital world exists in servers and the servers are backed up. Like you'll have a server in Russia and then you'll have one in like South Africa and then you'll have a server, you know, in England. And like, if one goes down, then that the other one just kicks in. 
Oh, okay. So places like, or, or companies like Facebook, companies like Amazon, who have huge data centers. I know a lot of their data centers are like Northern California, um, mm-hmm. Silicon Valley and such. Um, do they have backup data centers? Absolutely. They were probably like the first, I don't know if they were the first, but like they definitely got on that early because they're the biggest tech companies. And, you know, if something, if something were to happen to one of their data centers, it's over. So they, yeah. they I would say they've been backing it up since day one. Wow. It's crazy that ex- it, the data centers exist though, like physically. Yes. Like just think about things <clears throat> are guarded for a trillion dollar company. Yeah. Like we think that, you know, the White House is heavily guarded. Like I bet you that shit's guarded crazy too. Yeah. For a dollar company, bro. And and like when it comes to like war, like they attacked the World Trade Center um, back in 2002. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like the next big attacks are going to be on large data centers. Dude, there's been a lot of articles that say like there's going to be a pandemic online. And I'm not online. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you remember how back in the day our computer used to get viruses from like LimeWire and shit, but like yeah. nowadays viruses aren't that prevalent. Yeah, I feel like viruses are just aren't as prevalent as they were back in the day. Yeah, it's because cybersecurity as like an industry has become so robust. So, but what is <clears throat> what is the online what is the online pandemic going to be? Um, I have no idea. I mean, like maybe like a bank gets hacked and like the money is literally just like taken or. Mm. I don't know, like Amazon gets hacked and everybody's credit card. Like if one of the big ones got like legitimately hacked and they weren't able to stop it in time, that would be that would be something pretty impressive. Ah, man, it's just it's like I mean, I know it's always happening. um, But again, I feel like these companies have such large teams dedicated to um, online and internet security mm-hmm. that it would take a larger team to beat them. Mm. But who has, who has the resources? So tell me. I wouldn't say so. It's not always about the size. It's just about like how smart they are. So like, I don't know if you remember like when the iPhone first came out, it was only available to uh, AT&T and then some like teenager, some random kid fucking hacked it. And he unlocked that it could be, it could be, uh, you know, ported onto like Verizon or whatever. And I'm pretty sure he got a job. Wow. Yeah. There's like, there's teenagers all over the world that know how to do crazy shit. Like, it's not about the, it's not about if you have a master's or PhD or (laughs) working for cybersecurity. It's just like, if somebody finds one little vulnerability, you're dust. Wow, that's super interesting. Yeah, dude. You know what? Uh, you know what's also crazy. Going back to like the data servers is like no one knows where they are. Like, I think people are aware that they're in colder climates because like of overheating and stuff. But like, it's hard to find them. Otherwise, I feel like so many people would try to attack them or try to do something to like make money. I mean, yes, but also, what are they going to do? Like. Go to the data centers and what? Put a bomb there. I mean, I guess, yeah. But like you're saying, they're heavily guarded. Yeah, as far as we know, and I don't think anybody even knows where they are. So, But also, my assumption is, 
uh, a company like, I feel like it would be smart for a company like Facebook or Amazon to have huge warehouses with no labels on them. So, yeah, I mean, not- dude, they don't even have labels on them. Oh, really? Yeah, like if you go to like Google or Facebook or Snapchat or Amazon in LA, you want you can't find it unless, like, it's hard to find them. Wow. Yeah, tech tech likes to be they like to be low key. But in the but in the digital world, you're a giant. But in the physical world, you're non-existent. Oh yeah, because dude, if like Google had a big like Google sign on their building, I mean, not yeah. all. I know it's like this in LA. Not all tech companies are like low key in every city but you know i think that some somebody would try to like go in there and cause trouble or try to attack it yeah because these tech companies are like integrated in like geopolitical affairs so wow man tech companies are fucking crazy how do you feel about did i send you that article with uh, amazon using your your palm print as a credit card yeah mm-hmm. how do you feel about that um yeah i think it's it's i mean technology is just moving in that direction where they're just going to use like our retina Mm -hmm. to confirm our identity or like even like biometrics or even like eventually it's going to get to the point where i just thought about this right now but like you get pulled over there's no need to have a a credit card you just look into a little retina scanner from the cop or, or yeah even your thumbprint and then it just pulls up all your information on a digital little tablet from the cops. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of like, this is probably not a popular opinion, but I'm kind of down. It's just like, okay, I don't need to worry about forgetting my wallet at home or worry about getting my wallet jacked. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, no one's going to spend, spend my credit card if my credit card is my thumbprint. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. And I also think like driver's licenses and all that stuff, like they should be, they should be digital by now. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say that hackers can create digital copies, but there's got to be a way just like they create fake IDs. There's got to be a way to authentic, authenticate. Um, I don't think, I mean, at least not now, until we start doing like iRobot type shit or X ex machina or whatever. But you can't like a hacker can't duplicate a biometric. That's that's like the point. What is a biometric? Like your fingerprint? Your fingerprint, your face scan, your iris, just yeah. That are like unique. Yeah. You know what I never understood? The idea of the cloud. I always thought, like, where does it go? Like, where does that information go? Like, the cloud. The the cloud is just those data centers. I know, I know. I understand now. Okay. But but before, I never, like, at the beginning days when they were talking about the cloud, I was like, what the fuck is this cloud? It's actually kind of crazy that before the cloud, we had to, like, have our own. We had to have, like, our own little USB, our own little, like, micro SD. Uh Uh-huh. And now they just say, like, oh, yeah, you don't need that. Just put everything on the cloud. Yeah, like I have a one terabyte hard drive. And like, it's not necessary anymore. I just send it yeah. to the cloud. Exactly. You know, what's interesting, though, is those, uh, those ledger, those nano ledgers are like those uh, hard, those cold storages for crypto. What is it? It's pretty much just like, instead of having my Bitcoin on Coinbase, I could have my Bitcoin on like a USB. Mm, okay. 
but the thing about that is I don't know like obviously it's safer and you're not going to rely on Coinbase to uh, to hold your Bitcoin but like if you want to ever spend that you just like stick it in somewhere and upload it like I don't know how those work dude US even USB is is becoming obsolete oh so 100% like a USB stick is going to be obsolete in due time yeah very soon but yeah it's kind of crazy though because like i wouldn't trust myself to hold that nano ledger like if i were to like drop it or if it got destroyed or fell in the sink it's just like holy shit imagine like 50 bitcoin on there and you just drop it in the sink you heard about the fool that had like 200 million right 200 million dollars or 200 million bitcoin well 200 million dollars worth of bitcoin what happened he just fucking, he lost that shit. <laughs> but it's like, dude, back in like 2009 or 10, you know, when people were like trading 20,000 Bitcoins for a box of pizza. Oh, I heard it was like, yeah, well, how many was it? 15 Bitcoin or something? Yeah, it was some crazy, it was some crazy amount, but it's just like, I would lose my thing too, because I wouldn't really care about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So have you seen that movie Ex Machina? Yeah. It's good. It's pretty tight, yeah. Dude, I need to watch it because I've heard so many good things about it. Yeah, you should check it out for sure. It's, it's, if you're into like just that future dystopian. <clears throat> what is it on? Is it streaming on any services? Let's see. I don't know. I think I streamed it off of uh, Soap Today. Ex Machina stream. How are you, Julian? Hi, Drea. I'm well. How are you? Good. <laughs> you should listen to this podcast after we're done. I'm down. Where is it at? Or where are you going to put it at? Uh, so I have my podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Podbean, and Google Play Music. Okay, I see you. It's called Papa's Corner. All right. I'll pick it up Let's for take... sure. All right. All right. All right. Have a good one. <clears throat> you too. Bye. See ya. So it says Ex Machina is available on Hulu, so I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. Hulu, 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 Hulu. What, what streaming service? You guys, don't have a, you guys don't have cable TV at your house, do you? No, we just got a Hulu and Netflix and then Soap Today, Stream East. What is Soap Today? Is that a streaming service? Yeah, bro. It's literally all of them combined. It's not a streaming service. It's, like a, it's a pirating website. Oh. Yeah, S-O-A-P the number two, and then D-A-Y. I just hooked all you guys up. <laughs> soap Soaptoday.com? Yeah. Or just Google Soap Today because there's like a soaptoday.to that like I am. They have like a bunch of different websites that do the same thing. Did you hear you Crackstream is getting sued by Triller? No, I didn't hear about it. Yeah, I think for the Jake Paul thing. Dude, you know what's really interesting is like Maybe this is like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but like going into a store and stealing a candy bar or stealing like a CD or stealing like a DVD, you <laughs> feel bad doing it. Oh, yeah. But going online and streaming a service that you didn't pay for, you don't care. Fuck no, dude. It's a fucking, I don't know, dude. That can't be, it's hard. I don't know. You can't. It just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's digital at the end of the day. So, but it's still a product. It's still a product. Like, but like, it's a product that's duplicated 
and I think part of the part of the uh, I guess way people justified is that like bro they fucking make so much money they charge in a stupid amount yeah it's just like albums back in the day everybody used to pirate albums and then when you started getting like logical and be like all right look you can listen to all the music you want for five dollars a month everybody's like okay we'll stop stealing yeah yeah no i think the same the same with like pay-per-views for fights and stuff they charge 60 to 70 dollars for a pay-per-view if they charge 30 bucks i would i would pay for the for the pay-per-view rather than stream it yeah the margins would be lower but i think the volume would be a lot better and i think at the end of the day they'd be better off for it yeah that's their fault who you got for Usman tonight or Usman uh, Masvidal? Uh, I got Usman. I just yeah. I don't see there are levels to the game, and um, yeah, I just don't see I don't see Masvidal being at that level. After that fucking Gilbert Burns fight, I was like, oh shit, Usman's different because he was like, all right, I'll show you guys, I'll show you guys a W without wrestling. Mm-hmm. Boom. But also, he got clipped hard in that fight. <laughs> he did, and he was like this. I was surprised. I know. That he- I don't know how he did that. And Masvidal clips people. So if he doesn't wrestle Masvidal, I don't know, man. I can't see. But, dude, Usman's chin is as good as anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, he's got a chin. Crazy chin. He's got a chin. Is that just genetics? Like, I think a lot of times it is just genetics. You bought you just or skull or something well also you can train like your neck you know how the wrestler or the like boxers will put the thing on their head and do like this with their neck yeah so the neck stabilizes the head and so the stronger your neck is the harder shot your head could take because your head doesn't whip as hard if, if your your neck is strong when, when you get knocked out is it because your brain bangs against your skull uh-huh. is that what- as far as i know yeah interesting or have you seen people where they hit their jaw and their jaw just fucking whoop? Yeah. <laughs> and they get knocked out cold, dude. Well, some people just have their jaw broken, but they're still chilling. Like, they're still... Yeah, some people. Some people who are maniacs. Like, uh, didn't Usman break Colby Covington's jaw, but he didn't get knocked out? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I, I wonder what it's like, man. I, I know, like, George St. Pierre, one of the greatest welterweights of all time, was saying that he's terrified. Before every fight, he's scared. Really? Yeah, and and like it's just natural to be scared. But he just rolls with the adrenaline. Yeah, and, and you just—that's what you're trained to do. You're trained to fight, but you obviously you have the nerves, but you're also scared of being have your lights just shut off by the guy who's standing in front of you. Like that's naturally scary. So you do what you can to survive, which is fight. like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson in that video that I sent you guys, or maybe you sent it to us. I don't know. Where Mike, yeah. Tyson, where Mike Tyson says, like, every time I, I step to the ring, like, I'm terrified, you know? Yeah. And then when I get into the ring, I'm a god. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. That gives me chills. Yeah, that shit was awesome. It's crazy. It's crazy to hear, like, even, even a guy like Tyson being one of the greatest fighters of all time say things like, I'm fucking terrified, you know? I mean, dude, like, before football, like before high school games, didn't she always get butterflies? Oh yeah, for sure. But I didn't even start, so not really. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody, uh, Alan Iverson used to say it too. Like, bro, before every game, I'd get butterflies. Yeah, I think it's just like your body knowing that it's about to just dump adrenaline. 
Yeah. So like your brain's just anticipating that. And I don't even know if it's butterflies or your brain just like getting your body ready. <clears throat> yeah. Knowing that you're about to like go to war. Yeah, I've done it. I mean, I mean, I have somewhat of a um somewhat of an understanding before like CrossFit competitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, get super, super nervous. Like, even though I've done CrossFit workouts so many times, I've done a few competitions right before the workout starts or whatever we're doing. It's just like you just get really nervous. Even before you work out, like, do you ever get butterflies? Oh, yeah, sometimes during certain certain workouts, yeah. I'll get butterflies before I go on, like, a three-mile run. I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> it's because we're, we're doing something that we're not doing on a daily basis. I mean, we're doing it on a daily basis, but it's something that puts us in an uncomfortable situation, I think. So we're doing something to grow, right? Because every time you do something uncomfortable, you get a little bit better for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so just – Getting into an uncomfortable situation is naturally nerve-wracking. Yeah, it makes sense. The human body is it's very interesting. <clears throat> it always prepares you for what you need to do. Yeah, I think so. I don't know how evolution did that shit, but it's impressive. Evolution is fascinating, man. It's like seeing um, seeing that we we learn certain things and, and we have certain things encoded in our DNA, like um instinct you know mm-hmm. instinct is very fascinating yeah i think that's what uh that's where like laziness comes from explain you're trying to protect yourself from like discomfort and i don't know you're trying to like keep yourself safe so like when you want to work out when you like want to stay up late your body knows it's like yo that doesn't feel good so your body automatically does whatever it needs to do kind of like forces you to sit on that couch or forces you to eat that ice cream it's very it's very crazy that i feel like we're moving into a world where we're losing our instincts to be tough and we're becoming softer and softer how so if you just notice nowadays like people just aren't as tough mentally i feel like that they were back in the days of like the early 1900s where people were immigrating and you know, our parents have stories about your, you're a first generation American, right? Yep. Yeah. So I am too. And, and um, just like our parents who were willing to, did your parents come with their parents or they came by themselves? By themselves. So it's like, dude, your parents said, okay, we're moving to, did they meet here or did they come together? They met here. And so they came by themselves. Yeah. But Dude. they had like homies and like they had like uh, support. Like it was like a trend for like a bunch of Nigerians to come over in the 80s. So like they'd be like, oh, like you're in New York or you're in Chicago. I, I'm probably going to come. Yeah. But yeah, they still essentially came by themselves. Yeah. And it's like my, my dad who who worked in the fields, you know, mm-hmm. and my mom who escaped through the jungles of Thailand um, to get here. It's just... People who come from from third world countries, um, for the most part, understand struggle on a much deeper level than they do here. Now, I understand the struggles are different, but when it comes to like physical struggle, um, I feel like people of today or America doesn't understand physical struggle like the people of yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Maybe America, but dude, it's like, look at all those people at the border. Like that shit still goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think I would argue mm-hmm. we're just as strong, if not stronger today. Hmm. The things we're accomplishing so quickly, like psychologically or like mentally, all the things that test people at Tesla and SpaceX are accomplishing is crazy. Like physically, you know, the things like fighters today, I don't think, I don't think fighters of yesterday can fuck with fighters of today or okay. any athlete. But, but that is, that is the, that is the select view. That is like the uncommon amongst uncommon. No, but think about it. If the cream of the crop is better today than it was yesterday, then how, how do you think the average person is? Oh, way less. No, way, way less. No, a rising tide raises all ships. So like, if like, dude, I think the average high school basketball team today can compete with like NBA teams in the sixties for sure. Let me ask you a question. Not the average high school, top high school basketball team. If you were to, if we were to have, the people from today, if we were to do a draft mm-hmm. for war, the people today versus a draft for war from the people in the 1960s, weapons being equal, who would win? I mean, dude, I think evolution shows that we're getting bigger, faster, and stronger over time, right? Ah, oh, man, I don't know, dude. I don't know about that. Aren't we? I think it shows for the very few that we are getting bigger, faster, stronger. But for the average person, I think the average person is slowly getting weaker. I mean, dude, I think you're just saying, I think people's vulnerabilities are just like louder today because of like social media and the internet and just because of the way society is evolving. But like, I don't know. I I think that as humans, we're still pushing forward. Yeah, maybe you're right. I hope you're right. I just think that um, I just think that that the 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 quote, um, strong men. Let me look this quote up because it's an excellent quote. I think I've said it to you before. Okay, the quote is: "Hard hard times create strong men." Strong men create good times. Good, good times, times create men. weak men. And, and weak we- men create hard times. Yeah, that's a good-ass quote. I feel yeah. that. And I think right now we are in the good times create weak men. Where, where right now, think about it, dude. Things are so easy for people in America. I mean, not, not everybody, but I think the amount of work that people have to do in America is less than it was before. I mean, that's true all over the world. So, like, you're pretty much saying, like, because we have a tractor to, like, dig the foundation of our house instead of digging it with a shovel, we're weaker, which, I mean. Like, we yeah. were, today, we, re, we are relying more on technology and relying more on other people to do things for us, whereas back in the day, to survive, you had to do shit yourself. Right, how about this? I would say that the divide, <clears throat> the divide between those who work hard and those who don't is becoming bigger. Yes. In terms, of like, you know, if you're a lazy person that relies on technology, then you know we're probably fatter today than we've ever been before. We're probably like 
less healthy, more diabetes, more cancer, blah, blah, blah. On the flip side, if you're utilizing all the technological advances and like still working your ass off. So like if you're, if you're in shape and you're somebody that's an avid, avid, avid gym goer, you know, you're dieting, you know, to an extent that's never been seen before you're using recovery methods to an extent that's never seen before. So like, if you're on that proactive side of life where you're trying to like better yourself, you're better than everybody from back in the day. For sure. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you're letting life happen to you, then like you're probably worse off than like the average lazy person back in the day. Yes. So what do you think is the, the more common person in America, the person who uses our advancements to our advantage or uses our advancements as a means of leisure and is becoming weaker? I mean, how do we measure that? I don't know. I would say, I would say athletic feats are showing that, you know, athletics are just getting more competitive and people are working out more. I think that our culture today works out more than we did probably like 20 years ago. Uh, Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. We have like a, we have a workout culture, you know, there's like athleisure, like people are, people wear running shoes now instead of like regular shoes. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who wear running shoes and don't even run. Yeah, I mean, that's true, too. So it's hard to say. It's hard to, like, like you can measure it. I think you can measure it by, like, how many people are in the hospital with, like, overweight issues, overweight-related issues like diabetes and heart disease. Yeah. And then, like, people are – or how, how are – what's, like, the trajectory of, like, our – and, like, you know, our sport accomplishments. And then also, like, people feeds, too, like, I think people today work way harder in like the classroom and are way more studious than before. You think so? A hundred percent. Otherwise we're not, we're not like, dude, self-driving cars are coming way faster than we thought. Yeah. But again, that is the uncommon people who are doing that. That's not the average. I'm talking about the average person. I'm not talking about, because of course, you're going to have people who are superior nowadays and people who are using all of our advancements to their advantage. But I just don't think that the, I just don't think that the average person does that. Like, of course, you know, technology is, is advancing faster than it's ever advanced, but who's working with technology, the average person or the uncommon people. And I think it's the uncommon. Yeah. I mean, in terms of physical strength, I would say we're probably, or in terms of like the average person, you know, digging their own fucking farm and shit without tools. I think today we're probably weaker for sure. But how many people are farmers? I guess, okay. I guess what I'm saying is like, um, let's say, hypothetically speaking, let's say we had um, a global, some sort of global meltdown. Yeah, survival tactics. I think people are surviving better back in the day than they are today. That's yeah. So that's what I'm thinking of. Like maybe technology and maybe being good at certain things. Like obviously, those who are at the upper echelon nowadays are going to be better because of everything we've learned from the past. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to just surviving as humans, I don't think we are as strong as we were before. Yeah, probably not. Like if we had to. If you drop some fool from like the 1800s off in the jungle, you drop some fool from 2020 off in the jungle. 
Yeah. Of 1800 is probably going to be better. Yeah, but that's because we live in a digital world now and we live in an age where. But if that 2024 had like just resources, like you give them a cell phone, you never know. Or, and you could say the same thing. In today's world, who is tougher? The person in today's world or the person from the 1800s? The person from 1800s is probably homeless. And fucked because they don't understand any of this new world. It's all, yeah, it's all relative. Yeah, it's all relative. You're right. It's crazy. Dude, it's crazy to me how there are still places on Earth that are untouched by modern civilization. Is that true? Yeah. You heard about the Sentinelese on Sentinel Island? Or what is it called? That uh, tribe. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, like they were like, they were shooting arrows and shit, right? Yeah, and that guy went over there to read the Bible to him, and they shot him full of arrows when he when he. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Actually, is that actually is fucking nuts to me? I would I would have thought that we've covered every piece of physical land by now. Dude, that just goes to show how big the Earth is. Like, so much of the Earth is probably untouched and undiscovered. People with satellites and shit. Like, how is that even? How have we not done? I don't know, man, but I've heard that I've heard that um, that like 90% of the ocean is un, un... Yeah, I believe that. And it's like, bro, if, if the ocean covers 70% of the earth and 90% of it is un... like, what's the word? Like, unseen? Yeah. That is bananas. Imagine if there's like sea-dwelling creatures with like like bipedal sea dwelling creatures, like fools that are just walking at the bottom of like the ocean somewhere. They would have to have some really heavy feet. Dude, how do you think those Sentinelese people feel when like an airplane flies over? They probably trip. Yeah, man. I don't know. How is there still warrior people on the earth? I would love, I would just love to watch like a documentary. How much, how much of, so like for the most part, right, the United States is, um, for the most part, I feel like the United States is, what's the word I'm looking for? Colonized? Yeah, or urbanized. Yeah, urbanized. or, um, And we have like big cities in every state. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been to Africa? Yeah, I went to Nigeria once in like 2002. And how is Nigeria? How how is Nigeria compared to like here? Is the is there like big cities in Nigeria just like there is here? Yeah, definitely. But, but like Africa as a whole, how much of it do you think is like urbanized versus? I mean, probably less than probably less than America, but there's still like global cities in Africa, like they have skyscrapers and shit. South South America is is pretty close, right? Or not uh, South South America, sorry. South Africa. Isn't South Africa like uh like much more modern? Uh I don't know, honestly, because I know Nigeria has like the most resources and like the most human capital and maybe the most money in terms or maybe like the most net worth because of like the oil and shit. Oh, in South Africa. Yeah, I would say I would say Nigeria is 
more powerful than South Africa. There's just way more corruption and way more inefficiencies and just way less acceptance. Like South Africa's fucking Europe, dog. Mm. I would say it's mostly, it's very white. So, I mean, when people are like, oh, I'm going to go to Africa, they're like, oh, I'm just going to go to South Africa. Interesting. Yeah. You've never been to North Africa? Like the desert area? Yeah, or anywhere like that. It's it's crazy to think like, so we live in a society today here in America where we have stores, we have, you know, hospitals, we have everything we need. Mm -hmm. But then there are places in South America or even Africa or um, um, like in Asia where there are people still living in huts, you know, Mm -hmm. it's pretty nuts. Yeah. I mean, I would say like Africa as a whole is just as, uh, urbanizes like you know most parts of south america and southeast asia yeah i mean southeast have those uh they definitely have i guess larger economies and larger they have more cities i would say yeah i feel like for the most part the world the world as a whole Uh, no, maybe not, actually, because I'm talking out of a place of ignorance. What? I was going to say, because everything I've seen, I feel like um, the world as a whole is living somewhat in modern day. But then also the only reason I'm saying that is because of what I've seen. And also what I've seen is only because of what has been online. And the only reason that it's online is because they have technology such as cameras and and phones and stuff. Yeah. So I'm only seeing what is, um, I'm only seeing the people and areas that have access to this technology, whereas that could only be 10% of the world. You know what I'm saying? Hello? Oh, shoot. You might have been. Your mic is off. It says your mic is off. Oh, hello? hello? My yeah, bad. I can hear you now. I would say that you're, uh, that's not that. Let me see. I'm Googling something real quick. I need to go visit Cambodia, man. I need to go see where my mom is from. I thought you, or only Anthony's been there? Yeah. So they say as of January 2021, 4.66 billion active internet users worldwide. So 59.5% of the global population. Yeah, but did you? I've heard a stat along the lines of more people have a smartphone than have a toothbrush. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, they said of this, 92.6%, so 4.32 billion access the internet via mobile devices. So about, yeah, 4.32 billion. So about half of the Earth's population has access to the internet. To the same internet that we do. Is there a difference? Is there a different internet? Yeah, I mean, just like non-mobile devices, like web 1.0 type shit. Like, you don't have Facebook, you don't have like Google or something. Uh-huh. You can't send money on your phone. That's actually kind of crazy. So yeah, I mean, the, the earth is definitely more globalized. Isn't that what you're going to say? Yeah, but, but also it's more globalized, but also 50%, like, 50% has access to the internet, but that doesn't mean that they're globalized. 
not globalized, but uh, modernized. They're living yeah, but but then again, I still don't know if that's the truth because if you think about it, my assumption is that there are people living in huts in Africa or people living in huts in Cambodia that have mobile devices but still live in a hut. I mean, that's true, but like, so I guess that's come that you go to the definition of what does it mean to be modernized. So like, if you kick back and watch YouTube. Like when you're just chilling at home, whether you're in a hut or whether you're in fucking New York City, I think we have a lot more in common than you think. Just because yeah, but- I have electricity. I mean, obviously, my electricity, my, my warm running water makes me makes my quality of life a lot higher. But like being able to just watch YouTube on your phone, like you're pretty modern. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't know. It's kind of like a depends how you describe it. Yeah. Like infrastructure-wise, yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I think most people actually not might consider that. How bad is poverty in the world? Yeah, man, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I know the wealth gap is getting larger and larger. Dude, I would I feel I want to say, even though it's from like my Western perspective. I want to say most of the world doesn't live in poverty. Okay, it says 780 million people, so 11% of the world's population. Wait, what? I guess that's right, yeah. Live in extreme poverty on less than $1.90 per day. Holy shit. Because, dude, like, for poverty to be, like, so devastating, I would feel like it has to not be normal, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, for it to be such a big deal and for us to be like, wow, this is unfortunate, I feel like it's uh, it's like a relative thing. Like, if, like, most of the world was impoverished, then it would be weird to see, you know, people with cars are running water and fucking, yeah. I don't know, that's just my, that's what I think, even though it's from, like, a Western perspective. No, that makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, like, my parents don't know anybody that live in huts. And I don't know if your parents know people that live in huts. Uh, yeah, my mom. I mean, my mom maybe doesn't know people personally, but she's definitely been to Cambodia where my uncle lives and seen people who live in huts. Seen them, but like, does she have family that lives in huts? No. Yeah, I mean, so That's yeah, what's well, the same thing? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But then also, okay, also, like, I don't believe these stats. Like, everybody has stats for fucking everything. But let's be honest, dude. There's no way you can really measure. Yeah, unless you walked around the entire earth and fucking pointed at everybody and counted shit. Yeah. That's your bullshit. Yeah, like, like, um, <clears throat> so I went, this is random, but I was uh, fishing on the coast a couple weeks ago. Remember when I went to Port Mansfield? Mm-hmm. And um, my friend Tommy was talking about um, the storm, how the storm came and the freezing temperatures and killed like millions of fish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's a good estimate, but there's fucking no way that they can tell how many fish died. Yeah, they don't know how many fish died, but what was like, do you remember the number? I don't, I have no clue, but I know they, they give out their, their guesses, but there's like, there's no fucking way. Yeah, there's just like mathematical models. Like, I guess you would just say like, 
you can you can see the weather patterns from space with like the satellites and you yeah. can see like where that cold air because that's all weather is like cold air so you can see like the radius of where that cold air went through texas and then you mm. can how many fish were in that radius or like w- within that water that was touched by the cold air i mean yeah but these models are dude because if you think about it first of all the radius is a guess secondly the number of fish in that area is a guess third the number of fish dying per let's say uh, square foot in that area is a guess so you're just using these mathematical models but all of your numbers that you're using for these mathematical models are guesses mm, i don't think i don't think like the weather one is you can see it you can see like where the weather is and you can measure it okay yeah i'm sorry but but below that right like how is there a way to accurately predict or uh, tell how many fish are in a certain area? Fish are moving constantly. Yeah, that's... Uh, so like, even with humans on Earth, man, like there's like, a, there's like how many humans, there's like a human counter, you know, how many humans are currently on Earth? And it's like, there's no fucking way we're even close. Yeah, that, that actually kind of trips me out, like... I mean, every country can have a census, but like, there's obviously that confidence intervals too. Yeah. But like, I'm wondering, like, let's say we know that there's like seven or eight billion. Like, what are the chances that there's actually like ten billion? Yeah, exactly. And an extra two billion is a lot. Yeah, like how many humans exist in North Korea that we don't know about because it's just dark. It's off the grid. Dude, if you have you ever, dude, look. Okay, are you you're on your phone right now? Yeah. Go to Google Maps and look up North Korea and just zoom in. Dude, it looks fucking weird. It looks fake. I've I've Googled this before and I've like looked around at North Korea on Google Maps and it's weird, man. North Korea. I kind of want to check out Korea. I heard it's like more badass than Japan in terms of uh, technology. Dude, like how come satellite images of North Korea are so shitty, but satellite images of Baltimore are awesome? Like it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make. Dude, it's hard to, you know, what's crazy to me is these fools on Google and Apple drove around the entire country and you have a straight view of every fucking street. That is so badass. Dude, how did they, like how did they do that? Yeah, yeah. How did they do it? Yep. What part are you zooming in on? Like Pyongyang? Uh, I don't know. Let me see. How do you spell Pyongyang? P-Y-O-N-G. P-O-Y. P-Y-O-N-G. Y-A-N. Let me find it on the map. Where? Oh, here we go. It seems it doesn't look too weird. Looks normal to me. Actually, okay. Yeah, maybe you're right, dude. Maybe I'm just bullshit. I wonder how many places though that are on Google Maps are forced to be blacked out. What do you mean like forced? Because dude, if you essentially you can like use Google Maps and like triangulate like where fucking I don't know, like, 
where certain government things are, where like Area 51 is, or like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I wonder if they force people to like gray that out. Ah, yeah. Like Google doesn't have uh, um, permittance or whatever the word is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, sorry, y'all. I lied. If you guys go on Google Maps and Zoom in North Korea, it's not as crazy as you think, as I thought. I can't believe the Sahara Desert. That shit is intense. The Sahara Desert's huge, right? Humongous. Yeah, bro. That shit's like the size of the United States. Jesus Christ. That's unreal. Do I can't people, believe people... What is the population of the Sahara like? Do people live there? Well, it's all of North Africa, isn't it? Most of it, yeah. There's got to yeah, be like Niger, Mali, Chad, Algeria. I mean, there are some big cities in in Niger or not Nigeria, um, Algeria, right? I know Morocco probably has some. I don't know anything about Algeria. Morocco, but Morocco is more towards the coast. Yeah, that's pretty much Spain too. Hmm. Dude, how crazy that where was that where was that straight? What straight was it? That one that got blocked? And that the Suez Canal or the Panama Canal? Suez Canal. Yeah, let's see. I'm gonna Google that. Suez. Dude, it's so crazy that we can just Google whatever we want and see satellite images of any place in the world, essentially. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. Also, dude, when I was driving to Philadelphia, I just don't get how like there's roads all over the fucking U.S., all over the world, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. Humans are humans are crazy, dude. Humans are crazy. Like, dude, are we building new freeways? Like, new cross-country freeways? I feel like we're not. Most of that shit was built when? In, like, the early 1900s? Yeah, there's, like, an infrastructure project that one of the presidents... Uh, Signed into order? Yeah, something like that. What a badass. Commissioned. What a badass. But dude, it's like, why why aren't we building more? I don't know. Is it necessary? I feel like, like especially in California, bro. I mean, but there's, there's probably no space in like Southern California, but like. Yeah, I guess I mean, it's a space problem. <laughs> If you want to drive to California from Baltimore, you can drive there. So, what is the what is the need for dr- to save guess, yeah. to save five hours of like a forty hour trip? That makes sense. <clears throat> well, like so, like Elon Musk, for example, that fool's trying to build the Hyperloop. Like, why he sh- he should just try to create a, an underground system over like the entire continental U.S. That would be crazy. That would be tight. That would be crazy. New York to LA in like six six hours. Well, New we can fast. only do that by plane. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, like LA to Vegas in like an hour or two hours. That would be crazy. <clears throat> Actually, no, that would be pretty slow in two hours. Because if you think about it, LA to Vegas driving is about five and a half. So that would only cut the time in half. And you're driving at about 70 miles an hour, you would want a, a train to go like maybe 300 miles an hour. 
So divide that by three instead of two? No, divide it by closer to four. So you're looking at like maybe an hour, an hour and 10 minutes. What is the fastest bullet train in Japan? I think Japan has the fastest, right? They're like 400 miles an hour. Why don't we have bullet trains? What's wrong with us? Oh, we have bullet trains here? Where? I'm saying, why don't we? Oh, because we're fucking slow. Fastest train in the world. The fastest train in the world is called the SC Magalov. Maglev. What is that shit? Is that some fucking Russian? I'm not sure. Um, Shanghai Maglev. Oh, the magnetic levitation. And it goes I was actually watching some YouTube videos on this. 374 miles an hour, dude. Holy shit. I honestly thought it would be like 400. Bro, that is stupid fast. Well, I just I googled Maglev and it says DC to Baltimore in 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, there I think they propose this. So DC like, to Baltimore. Oh, okay. DC to Baltimore. It's like going like Orange County to LA in 15 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Let's see. Los, let's Google. Let's see. Los Angeles. We'll go from Los Angeles to LA and see how many miles it is from Los Angeles to LA. Damn, they're gonna do this, bro. Ready by 2023. Los Angeles to Vegas. Las Vegas. So LA to Las Vegas is 269 miles. So you're looking at less than an hour from LA to Vegas. You're looking at closer to 45 minutes. Dude, that should be nuts. But dude, imagine the devastation if that thing just fucks up like by an inch. Everyone dies on it like immediately. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. But you're, you come from the background of airplanes and stuff and you trust engineering. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really scared. Even dude, honestly, even when it comes to like feeling turbulence in airplanes, it doesn't really worry me. You know, it's, it's funny though, because you don't trust the stats when it comes to like measuring the fish or measuring like humans, but you trust the stats when it comes to the safety of airplanes. Yeah. That's funny because, because that is that is more predictable. Like you have you have a certain number of airplanes and a certain number of flights, and then you have a certain number of uh, airplanes that have crashed. So that is those are two concrete numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. But what about like just acts of God or just dude? Just common sense. It's like, bro, how is this? How is this fucking fifty ton or I don't even know how many tons metal tube floating in the air, bro? pretty crazy it doesn't make any sense and i don't understand how we even like got to testing that yeah it's pretty nuts i get jumping off a cliff and being like okay that didn't work let's climb back up the cliff and try again but how do you say like all right now we're gonna move on to the next phase and put this shit 20 miles in the sky and hope it stays there yeah like bro what that's what i'm (laughs) saying man humans are crazy like even the first humans to cross like the Atlantic Ocean, it's like... Yeah, that shit is ridiculous, too. <laughs> on, on a wooden ship, bro? Like, what the fuck? A wooden ship. And and you know, when they look into the ocean, all they see is blue, and they just see blue forever, <laughs> dude. Literally for months. Keep going. Just keep going, dude. That is crazy. Imagine how much they tripped out when, like, they hit land. Yeah. 
and then they thought they were like in India or some shit. Yeah. Unfucking real. Yeah, bro. Humans have come a long way. I, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Like, I want to experience. I want to like watch somebody build the road, even like across California, just to just to know it's possible. Yeah. Instead of like, just like we're born and all of this stuff is already here. Exactly. So I'm just like, bro, is this a simulation? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's even crazy. Like when you're when you're going when you're driving into the mountains or you're driving like in a big giant mountain range, it's like people at one time hiked the mountains started cutting trees down clearing the whole path blowing rock up to to remove parts of the mountain it's like holy shit yeah we had i mean i guess yeah i'm I'm like kind of going back to your point it's like damn we had we had way more ambition but then like we're trying to go to mars now so that's also that's also some ambition Mm -hmm. but yeah dude just like setting up the united states and blowing up mountains just to create a road or just like paving a road up a mountain yeah and just planning it out and be like okay this is the best way this is the best path to take yeah science crazy fucking crazy i was looking at pictures of like suspension bridges um I dude, saw I like a, bring that up dude it's so crazy how there's a huge gap right there's mm-hmm. no way they can like get like a fucking ladder or something and like be from the bottom. They have to start from the two sides and eventually go over being held up by almost nothing and then connect them. Yeah, that isn't. So I was last weekend I was at, I was at, I don't know what the bridge is called, but it connects uh, Philadelphia and New Jersey. And I'm just, and there's a train that goes underneath the bridge, just like the Brooklyn bridge in Manhattan. But and like the support comes from like the, like the foundation comes from the land, both sides of the land, uh-huh. and so like they build diagonally from like the ground, and then there's like one beam that goes into the water, and then like you said, there's just a gap, and there's a beam that goes in the water, and then they go to the other land. Like, yeah, what is it that allows them? I guess they just build the bridge and just make it super, super strong, like as they're building across. Yeah, but but when it goes when it goes into the water, that's more that makes more sense to me than like these giant suspension bridges in China where there's just huge gaps and it's like 300 feet down. And they're just huge bridges that go across and there's nothing supporting them except for beams coming or not beams like steel cables coming down from the sides, you know? Yeah, so they put the they put the steel cables in where the uh the water where the the pole is implanted in the water right no there's no there's nothing going down look let me let me let me find a picture large let's see largest suspension bridge in the world nah okay not this um what would it be called largest isn't the golden gate bridge one of them no, but though, but that has support beams that has support like foundation in the water. The 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 bridges that I'm talking about have no. Um, what would it be called? Large bridges in Asia. I'm gonna send you a picture, and there's like, no. Oh, you know what? My grandma sent me this. Okay, am I? Am I? Um, Look up Hardanger Bridge. 
What? Look up Hard Danger Bridge or Hard Danger. How is it spelled? Hard. Oh, here I'm we tight. go. Hard. Oh, here we go. I found it. Hard Danger. Hard Danger Bridge. Mm. Yeah, this one's pretty crazy. Because, yeah, it starts the, the foundations in the land. And then there's no. <clears throat> Okay, yeah. Okay, there. Perfect. For this, this for example, right? There's no support beams going into the ground. So, like, how the fuck did they build this? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, I need to find... Let me look up... Dude, my grandma is so cute. She sends me uh, videos on Facebook, like, literally every single day. And it's just Which, random videos. From Cambodia? No, nah, she lives there in Southern California. Uh, your mom's she, mom, right? Yeah, my mom's mom. But she sends me videos every single day, dude. I need to find the name of this bridge. Bro, also, how do they dig into the ground? What do you mean? Or how do they dig into the water and, like, do some underwater welding? I don't know, but underwater welding fascinates me, too. Shit makes no sense, bro. Okay, I'm going to send this to you. You have Facebook? Are you on Facebook right now? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I just sent this to you on Facebook Messenger. Go to um, 45 seconds. I need to find the name of this bridge right here. Go to 45. Actually, start it at, uh, start it at 20 seconds. How the fuck was that bridge built at 20 seconds? So fascinating. I need to find the name of that bridge. I think it's somewhere in China. I my guess is they, they go pushed, to 45 seconds. No, started at 25 seconds. Okay. Damn, that thing's crazy. That thing's scary, low key. How many people commit suicide off that thing every year? I don't know, dude. People jump off bridges all the time though. It's so sad. You see that bridge at four? Are you at 45 seconds yet? Mm-hmm. Like, how is, like, how is that one built? My guess is, like, they they put a piece of metal and they hold it up by the cable and then they put another piece of metal and then they hold that up by the cable, right? I guess, yeah. Until they, they can connect the two sides. Because, yeah, I mean, that's that has to be what it is because the cables are the cables are connected to the foundation that's on the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it probably has to start from the top. They start from the top down. Physics is crazy. Yeah, man. Humans are crazy, dude. Oh, my God. This windy one. Which one? Why don't they just... There's that. There's like a windy mountain pass. Oh, the road? Yeah. Yeah. Would it just be like too much on the cars if they did that shit straight up? I think so. I think that's the reason the incline. Might so be much easy. winding. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I became or I studied engineering just to like have a better grasp of this. Huh? But you kind of, you kind of, you do mechanical engineering though. This is what structural engineering. I think so. You know yeah. who does that stuff? Brett. You know that? Is he a structural engineer? 
Uh, I'm pretty sure, but he he works along the lines of under. He went to school for like understanding uh, foundations and stuff. Dude, this fool. I'm pretty sure he got like a. I'm pretty sure he has his master's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just going hard. I did a podcast with him. He was telling me about what he was learning and stuff, and he was talking about um, at the uh, University of San Diego or or what is it? Um, UCSD. Yeah, UCSD. Um, they have that? this. What? When did you guys have a podcast? Uh, a while back. A while back. Okay. He was telling me that they have this simulation thing, where they basically have this giant platform. Um that is basically on these balls, these rolling balls. And it's like platform, platform, and in between is all these little balls. And they're able to shake it like this. Mm -hmm. And they build things on top of it. And then they do this so that they can see how the building moves while this is moving. Mm -hmm. To give a better understanding of how to build buildings and foundations to withstand earthquakes. That's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. So there's probably some equation that just shows like the elasticity of a building. Yeah. Sheesh. Math, dude, math is fascinating how there's like equations for so much shit that we have no idea there's equations for. Did you see that? Uh, There's like a girl, I don't know if it was CNN or Fox News or something, but like she was like, math is racist. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd be like that because it came from like, I mean, apparently she was saying it came from. I don't know where she was saying it came from, but I'm pretty sure math came from like Egyptians, isn't it? I th- or like that sounds Africans. That sounds know. right. I don't even know how she can say it's racist, but I mean, technically, if your way of thinking comes from like one race, I mean, it's not right. racist, but yeah, how does that make it racist? It's not racist, but it's also like. What if what if there was another way to make sense of the universe? Because that's all math is, right? Is making sense or making order of the universe? Maybe, yeah. What if there was another way? Just like English, for example. There's so many ways to say, like, hi, my name is Julian. Yeah. But there was one way that the earth accepted. Yeah, but math is universal. Math isn't math doesn't have to do with race. Math like language has to do with like where you're from and such. Math is math. Yeah, for sure. Two plus two is two plus two anywhere. Yeah. But like, have you ever I'm sure you've heard some like, do you still bump Joe Rogan? I feel like you don't talk about him as much. I do, yeah. I like I don't I'm sure you've heard some things where they discuss like the fourth dimension or like some Alex Jones shit where they're talking about how like there's just certain things that we don't even comprehend or like understand. Uh-huh. Like we we know two plus two equals four, but like, what if there was another way to make sense of four objects? Yeah, I honestly I mean, like, don't even. Know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like we don't know what we don't know. Yeah, but also like I'm not saying math is wrong, but I mean I guess from her perspective, everything's racist because everything originates from like one. Dude, honestly, I mean, <laughs> that's why you think that's why you think we're soft these days, huh? <laughs> dude, because it's like there's there's shit that people bring up that just makes absolutely no fucking sense. And they just say it because it's going to draw headlines like, you know, when Jake Paul knocked out Nate Robinson mm-hmm. and, and he was being interviewed by some lady and she goes, is it racist that you knocked him out? It's really. Yeah. And I'm like, 
They're in a fucking fight that he what that is, Nate Robinson agreed to. Yeah, what did he say? He was like, "That's that is a stupid question." I'm gonna let me find the video. <laughs> and it was it was on a talk show, like a legit talk show. Yes, girl asks Jake Paul if fight was racist. And I'm like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me, man? <laughs> yeah, bro. There's like, we've definitely Jamel gone. Hill. That's her name. Really? Oh, you know who that she's, is? Yeah, bro. She's a big, I'm pretty sure she said some, cra- like, not crazy, but she, she was pretty aggressive and like outspoken against Trump. And that's why ESPN, she, her and ESPN parted ways. I don't know if they fired her. But I think they suspended her, and then she's like, you know what, fuck you guys. Right here, this shit pisses me off, bro. This shit pisses me off. Can you share your you're trying, You're trying to create controversy out of something that should not be controversial. Two men agreed to a fight, What? and you knocked him out, you won the fight, therefore now you're racist for it? Yeah, let me watch this shit. All right, I just sent it to you via Zoom. I'm surprised she interviewed him. What? I'm just surprised that she like because she kind of I don't I would never expect her to like interview a uh, a YouTube a YouTuber. Watch that video real quick. All right. Is it racist to knock a guy out that agreed to fight with you? She laughed though. Let me see. Hold on. Let me rewind it. Damn, I wish I was able to put volume on this so people could hear it because it's just complete silence right now. Anybody in Texas who's listening to this? Silkworms all over because I'm in my Wait, quiet, quiet. Sorry.
Yeah, I don't know. They seem hello. Yeah, I can hear you. It seemed like they were joking, but yeah, that was a stupid question. And he was just like, "Stop playing with me." Yeah. But yeah, that was. I I mean, I don't even know if they were joking because that was their question of the week. Mm. That shit was weird. Yeah, I'm gonna have to cut that part out of the podcast just because it's silence. But but yeah, it's um. Again, it's just like you're trying to make a guy out to be racist when it clearly wasn't anything about race. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're just trying to stir the pot. And stir the pot, exactly. I think that, you know, in this day and age, especially with, like, cell phones and everything and just, like, instant media uploads, it's really, it's really, tre- I mean, it's trendy to, like, jump on it. Like, dude, when when the... Did you see when Derek Chauvin got like he was uh yeah on all counts uh-huh. and the Raiders tweeted like I can breathe uh-huh. and it's just like I don't know dude some people just need to shut the fuck up like you don't have to that shit was just like weird yeah man I, I don't know man I just uh, again it's it's all about getting clicks so if something will get a click it doesn't matter what it is people will will do their best yeah. to get the click or like uh yeah Woj or uh you know who you know adrian wojanowski the guy no. that breaks all the news for basketball nope well there's like two dudes that break all the news for basketball and like they're just like the one-stop shop for every fan whenever whenever there's like transactions or something going on uh-huh. and they tweeted about it they tweeted yeah. about like Derek Chauvin's thing and it was like the first time they ever tweeted something that was kind of like I guess they might have yeah they might have been tweeting when like the players were protesting the games but it was just kind of like a random I don't know it just seems like everybody wanted a piece of like Derek Chauvin's trial they wanted to like they wanted to get clicks from it Mm -hmm. and it was just like I don't know it's how it is nowadays man People, people, capitalism, capitalism will get people to do whatever the fuck they can. That's true. To get people on their side. Yeah, she might have just been asking that for a viral moment. Was knocking him out racist? So stupid. Yeah, that's a, that's a dumb question. <laughs> and then they were just like, why is it a horrible question? Yeah, like, how do you not <laughs> understand how that's a horrible question? Yeah, that's at that point, I was just like, damn, I don't even... They probably aren't joking. Yeah, man. But real. It is what it is. So how's Baltimore? I, we we I know like it's been how long have you lived there? Uh since October, so six months now. Oh, only six months. I thought it was almost a year. Nah. Well, I mean, I started working in July, so but I was working from home. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You like uh you said you went to Philly last week? Yeah, dude. Philly was fun amazing but yeah baltimore has been cool too it's growing on me every day how how far do you live from philly uh 90 miles so it's like going from where we used to live to san diego okay that's not too bad yeah it's not too bad at all it's kind of if you wanted to get a picture of what the drive was like is there is there um an office for your companies uh in philadelphia or no yeah there is actually oh so if you don't get fired (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you would potentially ask and want to move to Philadelphia or no? Um, no, because Dre just actually started got she got a job in DC with Howard University. So um 
I ideally like want to stay here, go to DC because we have an office in DC too. How many offices do you guys have? Everywhere or more on the East Coast? Mostly everywhere. We're in we're in most of the states. In California. Yeah. Oh well, our yeah, California one's just in Sacramento. What is what is the company you work for again? It's a. It's a we're like a government contractor. So like what we do is pretty much work with government to enhance like their DMVs, state government, state and local governments to enhance their DMVs, their unemployment insurance programs, or their tax their tax programs. Uh, okay. Yeah. And all digitally. Yeah, it's all it's all coding and software. So that's what you're. So if people say, what do you do? What do you do? For me specifically, I work for the Maryland Department of Transportation and enhance their software and processes. So like one thing I'm working on right now is like, let's say you got a speeding ticket, right? And somebody wants to put that on your record. I'm working on the process of putting that, like the image of that speeding ticket and attaching it to your driver's license. Interesting. Yeah, just like think of like almost anything you do at the DMV, like you know how you go to Fullerton DMV and there's just like that, oh, your number D57 and yeah. it's on the TV. Like there's code involved in that. We have the team that's doing that. Mm. There's whenever, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but some people have like, if you've been convicted of a DUI, you have to blow into your car to start it. And they take a picture of you too to make sure like you're not just having some random person blow for you. There's code involved in that. And like those pictures get sent to the DMV and we were involved in that. Yeah. Or if you want to change your address, like, yo, I'm moving to Texas or you want to register your car, you know, all that stuff goes in the system and we're, we're, uh, we deal with that stuff. Uh, okay. So, yeah. so if people ask you what you do, do you just tell them you're in it? I just say I configure software for the Maryland department of transportation. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. What is, what does it stand for? Information technology. Information technology. It is weird though. Cause they use it they use it like interchangeably like if you're at a company right and your computer break your computer breaks uh-huh. and it's because of like some settings they'll call the it department but that's not necessarily like information technology mm. so it's kind of i don't know people use it in a very lazy broad. way yeah very broad way so so how do you like uh, like how does how does baltimore and the culture of baltimore compare to orange county way more diverse it's like a big city i mean orange more county, diverse absolutely really orange county is i mean maybe maybe that's a stretch but like dude, I, orange, as far as i know orange county is like dude you have we went to school with like people we went to school with muslim kids indian kids black kids asian kids uh european you know like everything I would say there's a more even distribution though. Okay. Uh, but no, that's not even true because Baltimore is like very black and white. And then like, yeah, not that many Hispanics, not a lot of Asians that I've run into. Uh-huh. Whereas Orange County is very, or where we were from was very Hispanic and white. Yeah, that's true. And I guess, and Asian too, but definitely like no black people. Uh-huh. Whereas if you just go a little bit North to LA, you'll see, a big pocket of everybody. Uh-huh. But even then, like in LA, there's not as many Muslims, but there's a lot more Muslims here on like the East Coast that I've seen. Oh, really? Yeah. What about Cubans? I heard there's a lot of Cubans. 
Nah, you gotta go down to Florida. Okay, and I know like New York has Cubans. New York has Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. I think Puerto Rican and Dominican. Yeah. You hear that? Yeah. What is that? A hawk? Yeah, bro, a big ass hawk that lives in our backyard. It lives there. Do you see the nest? Uh, yeah, I think the nest is over here in one of these trees. You ever feed him? No, dude. But I, I sometimes I see him like. I don't know if it's him or her, but swoop down and pick up like a lizard and shit. It's pretty cool. That's dude. Tell the people. Have you ever told the people how big your backyard is? Uh, I don't think so. But I mean, here in Texas, most of the people who listen are here in Texas. But anybody listening in California, because this one was with Blake. By the way, guys, Blake is. When did I meet you? Seventh grade. Let me see. Yeah. Maybe eighth grade. I don't remember being that cool in seventh or eighth grade, though. Yeah. I mean, I think we started hanging out in ASB. Yeah. And I think ASB was sophomore year for me. Oh, no, I wasn't in ASB until senior year. So, but Uh, but we we sat at the same lunch table sophomore year. Yeah. We probably started kicking it junior year. Yeah. Definitely when we started driving, that's when we started kicking it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so 2011, 2010. That time you stole my car, my Camry. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was dope. I was uh, taking it for a little Tokyo drift spin. Oh, man. I was actually upset. Or that time I chucked the Gatorade bottle at your head. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Full Gatorade bottle. Good times, dude. Good times. Oh, man. We yeah. used to act up in ASP, too. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Remember Dude, our, uh, our 10 year anniversary is next June. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Is Matt going to set it up? Matt's the guy, Probably. right? I think Matt and Joe Seymour. Hold on a second. What? What? Who was that? Nick. Alpha's getting big. Yeah, he's growing. I'm trying to get him into CrossFit to get stronger. I thought he was already, wasn't he trying to work out and stuff, or is he just dieting? No, he's going. He's going, but I'm trying to get him to go on a more consistent basis. Oh, yeah. That's going to be tight. About to be pulling all the chicks. That's what I'm trying, <laughs> dude. He's going to, he's going to go to Texas State next year. Is he a senior? Yeah. Fool. How is yeah. he a senior? Crazy, right? No way. He started high school out there, right? Or did he start eighth grade? Uh, no, he started in eighth grade. Wow. Yep. So Texas state next year. What, what Texas state, what? Like it's called Texas state of it's a San Marcos. So it's about an hour and a half now, nah, maybe about an hour and 10 from where I live. Okay. Um, which isn't very far, but he's going to be going on, uh, my dad's Hazelwood act. Um, so he's going to be getting free tuition. So we're going to sign him up to live in a dorm. What's the Hazelwood act? Uh, it's where uh, uh, a Texas re- a Texas born veteran gets a certain amount of hours uh, of college tuition. Okay. So I finished up school doing using the Hazelwood Act, and then he's going to transfer the rest of his hours to Nick. Well, you had to pay for some of yours. Yeah. So because so the to to be able to use the Hazelwood Act, you have to be a Texas resident, and I wasn't considered a Texas resident until one mm-hmm. full year. Mm-hmm. Of living in Texas. That makes sense. Yeah. So Nick is going to be able to use it. And I think my dad has enough hours for Nick to complete 
just over three years of school. Bro, that's dope. That's a yeah. sick ass. Wow. Shouts out to your pops for his service. Oh, well, thank you very much. Not, I mean, I'll, I'll tell him, but thank you for thanking him. Damn, bro. That's a, I might fuck around and join the military and have some kids. Yeah, that right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did you, okay, so let me ask you, your college degree, did you use, have you used any of it? Like, was there? Literally the worst $120,000 I've ever spent. Wow. I was actually talking, like, with my roommates the other day, my college roommates. And, uh, I mean, obviously, like, that $120,000 went into me living on the beach and, like, fucking around for a little over four years. But, like, I could have done that without paying $120,000, you know? Yeah. But I obviously wouldn't, like, it's obviously the butterfly effect. But, like, just thinking about strictly, like, transactional, like, use of the money I paid and, like, the value I got, I should have just went to Cal State Fullerton. Or, like, I could have just not went to college and went to a computer science boot camp. Straight to coding school. Yeah. Wow. And dude, even coding school, like, see, the thing is, if I didn't go to coding school, I wouldn't have the discipline to do it on my own. But like, I didn't even need to do that because there's so a you, lot. Of free, there's a lot of free resources online that allows you to become, a, you know, become a coder that can get a job. Yeah. And make yeah. X amount of dollars, you know, I think I think nowadays the only reason to go to school is to develop discipline. Um but if you're somebody who's like super passionate about something, you're going to learn way more going into, uh, what are they called? Rabbit holes on the internet than you are in school for sure. A hundred percent. A hundred and ten percent. Yeah. I don't know any, I think if you, yeah, if you're going to be like an engineer, like Brett, or if you're going to be a doctor. Oh, for sure. School is, or a yeah. lawyer. Yeah. Maybe even, yeah. I mean, I think you can teach yourself how to be a lawyer, but I would say those three disciplines, you'd need school. But like, if you're going to be in business or even coding, like you do not need to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, some of the guys who are like, like, for example, Mark Zuckerberg, like, obviously he went to school, but he dropped out because he said, dude, this is pointless. What I'm building. Exactly. It's bigger than this. What's crazy though, is that he had that vision to be like, what I'm building is, I mean, I guess he didn't even, I don't think he knew he was going to be a billionaire. No, he didn't. He was just passionate. Just passionate, and that's what's most important for sure. Speaking of creating your own path, how's Zeke's? He's doing okay. I've been in talks with Kevin Holland. Uh, really? Yeah, I just I followed up with him just to see how he was doing and, and see how he liked the bags, and he said he loves them. So. No way. Yeah. See he, if I can. Wait, you guys email or how does that work? Uh, Instagram through Instagram. Oh, so he like followed you back and everything. Uh, I'm not sure if he's following the page, but he responds to my messages when I DM him. That's epic. Yeah, so he's cool. That's just up. You should get some t-shirts made. I know. That's what I need to do. How are all the other uh, products going outside of the bags? And also, where the hell's my bag? You haven't got it? Nah. Wait a minute. When's the last time you checked the mail? Uh, I don't know, but I got to... Let me see. Let me tr- let me track the shipping right now. Yeah, wow, man! Sure. What the hell? I was honestly a couple of days ago. I was showering and I was like, "Dude, let me ask him if he's got it." I thought you would have, but let's see here. When's the last time you checked the mail? 
uh, yesterday. Oh, dude, you should have got it for sure. It's been nine days. There's no way. In transit, it says. It says in transit? Yeah, it says it's it says it's at the Baltimore distribution facility. Dude, that facility it- be fucked up because I remember I remember I had some shit that like just took a while and it just kept going back and forth. Oh, it says that it got there today. To my address? No, to the to the distribution center. Oh, so I'll probably get it tonight or tomorrow. That's weird that you haven't got it yet, though. That's annoying. Did you you did USPS, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're backed up. I would yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. It's all good though. Well, let me get know when you get it. Get your bags. Hey, everybody. Support if you can. I would love it. I can't wait to I can't wait to see what else happens with it. Me too. I just need honestly I need to put more effort into it. Why you just been busy working out again? Yeah, busy slacking. Come on, kid. You just like all the soft people. If you were an 1800s kid, you'd be working way harder. Hey man, you're right. I just need I need to put myself against a wall. I need to put I need to put my back against the wall. That's when I work best. You need to cross the border and go to a different country and start from scratch. Uh-huh. Yeah. That'd be pretty wild. What you got going on today or this weekend? Uh not much. Watch the fights tonight. Work on an ad that I'm going to run. Um yeah, nothing too exciting. What about you? Sam, we just came back from Philly last weekend, so I'm just going to lay low this weekend. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I don't know if I've ever seen one of your ads run. Do you have you how many have you run? 3. On Instagram? Yeah. Hmm. But also I I choose certain areas to run them in, so maybe that's why you haven't seen it. Oh, really? You don't just do like a broad one? Well, I, there is, but you choose like certain cities that you want it to target. Uh what do you do? Um, like Orange County, Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, a lot of places in Texas. You should check out New York. They just legalized weed, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't be a bad idea to, to run some ads there, too. Yeah. I'm some place where, where it's freshly legal. Yeah. Add that to the ad criteria. That'd be cool. But anyways, I think we did we did just over or just under two hours. We might have done two hours. Yeah, that goes by quick. I see how Rogan be doing his thing. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That's why, like, it's easy. People think, like, I don't know, when I say, like, hey, do you want to do my little podcast? Like, this is kind of more of, like, a, a bullshit, you know, just hang out podcast, which I think I need more of. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what that's what most of Rogan's are. Yeah, and, and it's just, it's about putting out episodes and having content, you know? Exactly. Even if the content isn't great. <clears throat> yeah, but also... Also, this type of content and these type of conversations will just help me get better in general. I feel like these are the ones that are mostly captivating, too, because people are just kind of like, it's a natural flowing conversation. Yeah, and I think people want, people like to be, um, people like to feel like they're listening to the real conversations. Yeah, like, dude, anytime I see a podcast, like, let's say I see Joe Rogan and Mike Tyson, it's like, okay. I want to hear a little bit about like the nineties and I want to hear about like him, you know, I want to hear about like his tigers and all his wild shit, but I don't want to hear that for four hours. 
mm-hmm. you know i want to hear other shit too like just some shit that i never knew about mike tyson and random random stuff exactly yeah i don't mind i don't mind that stuff either just just listening and being it makes you feel like you're there when you have a normal conversation like this yeah it makes you feel like you're part of the conversation even though you're not saying anything yeah but we'll have to do more i appreciate um you taking the time i can't believe this is the first one we definitely got to do more and i want to ask you know when it gets a little bit more time when you make your move to you're going to be closer to dc right eventually yeah so we'll talk about that and see what's up and get another update i mean also there's not as much compelling i mean hopefully we talked about some interesting things um but I also talk to you on a daily basis. So it's not like we're really catching up on anything too crazy. Exactly. We just recap. We let the world and we let the world get his peek inside our crazy chat. Yeah, pretty much. But all right, Blake. We'll have to do a three with Braxton. That would be dope. Yeah, I would love to talk to you guys about crypto and what he knows. Cause yeah, we'll have we'll have a proper crypto expert on this because Braxton takes like three weeks to become an expert on something. For real, that guy is—he's a very—he's—he's he's able to articulate what he reads very well. Yeah, and he's able to absorb quickly. Yeah, smart kid. Kid's different. Smart kid. <laughs> All right, Blake. Thanks again, and um, yeah, till next time. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Later.